The NIDDK Office of Minority Health Research Coordination, or NIMRI, networks current and potential research investigators and technical personnel from underrepresented minority populations. In NIMRI's efforts to facilitate participation in biomedical research and encourage and enhance the potential of minority investigators in choosing a biomedical research career, the office convenes a popular annual workshop. In this episode of ASN Kidney News Podcast, ASN Director of Policy and Public Affairs Paul Smedberg interviews NIDDK Director Griffin Rogers, NIMRI Director Lawrence Adagoa, and workshop co-chairs Sylvia Rojas and Bessie Young about the Network of Minority Investigators' 8th Annual Workshop, taking place April 22nd and 23rd in Bethesda, Maryland. The abstract deadline for this year's meeting is Friday, March 12th. Dr. Rogers, tell us what value does the Network of Minority Research Investigators Workshop bring to the NIDDK? As noted on our website, the Network of Minority Research Investigators, or NMRI, facilitates a two-way communication between the network members and NIDDK, and we welcome recommendations for improving research opportunities and financial support for minority investigators. Uh, It also provides this workshop that gives established senior investigators the opportunity to mentor junior uh, minority investigators and to provide information on resources, be they federal or non-federal funds, that can help them pursue successful research and and academic careers. So it really provides one place that they can not only learn about our programs and the the work that's conducted and supported by NIDDK, but also our supported investigators can in turn serve as mentors for junior colleagues and bring them along the way. Dr. Young, you're one of the co-chairs of the upcoming workshop Please tell us what you hope to accomplish at this year's meeting. So with this workshop, which is the eighth annual workshop of the Network of Minority Research Investigators, I'm hoping that we can introduce junior faculty and new fellows to research and can help them network with the NIH and with other researchers across the country. I think this is a great workshop because it brings together senior people who are, have been doing research for quite a while, and junior people who are just starting out trying to initiate their own research program. So I think it's a great opportunity for people to come together to network and to learn more about research, to learn about the NIH process, and learn about grant funding and, and how to write grants and, and all the things that go into building a research career. What are the long and short-term goals for the workshop? So in the short term, I think for junior faculty or even junior fellows, they gain a knowledge about um, how the NIH works. They also learn about how to put together a research grant. And I think the first time I came, I, I didn't have research funding, and I found the funding process sort of very overwhelming, and I felt that the workshop was actually essential to help me write a successful NIH R01 grant. So I think the short-term goal is to really get young people, junior faculty members, introduced to the process of NIH grant applications, to give them the knowledge of what's out there, what they can apply for, and then to further give them information and and hopefully give them a a better basis for applying for a, a grant through the NIH. 
Dr. Agadoa, what have the workshop participants reported back to you about how helpful the program has been in helping them in their career advancement? Actually, every year we ask what changes have occurred in their academic life, especially those who have gotten grants and those who have gotten promotions. And I'm happy to say that every year we see increasing number of, particularly the junior faculty, being funded and also being successful in being promoted through the academic ladder. Well, of course, there's no control group, but this is it's more than anecdotal. Pass, tell us what you will focus on in this year's workshop as one of its co-chairs. Every year we build on our experience from the previous year. We look at things that the participants have really gained or have said that they really liked, and we try to change the things that they didn't like or they didn't find as helpful and always keep our workshops that they found helpful. So, for example, one of the things that we do every year is the mock study section. And in particular, this year, due to the changes in the NIH, it's quite important in the submission of R01s and K awards, the changing of the length of the grant submissions and the changings in the evaluations, et cetera, that will be an important component of this year's workshop. In addition, we always have a section of mentors and mentees where they meet over breakfast to try to discuss with somebody outside their institution how their academic life is going, if it's progressing according to plan, if there are things that they, they should be changing. Because always looking at your CV and research goals with somebody that's not in your institution can always help the mentees. In addition, it's not a big, big conference, so you're able to meet people in a one-on-one -on -one basis, and those professional relationships last throughout the year, and that is quite helpful. I see that often here at ASN, how particularly from the Renal Week experience, that the professional relationship building and the interaction is so valuable to one's work and, you know, professional development. I'm curious, I read where you have attended most, if not all, the prior conferences or workshops. How did that experience shape your approach to developing this year's conference and working with the NIDDK? I found it particularly helpful, again, when I attended early on. I was initially writing a K, and later on, more mid-career, let's say, applying for R01s, et cetera. And so going to the workshops where they tell you exactly what is needed for your grant submission, what the viewers are looking for, how they review, it takes out some of that mystique of my grant goes to the NIH and I don't really know what happens there. Dr. what do you see as the biggest challenge in attracting more minority investigators into clinical and basic research? Well, one of the main challenges articulated by junior minority investigators is the huge debt that they incur while getting their education. Uh, and I, I've heard this repeatedly at a number of sites that, that I have visited. To help ease this problem, the NIDDK's Office of Minority Health Research Coordination participates in an NIH loan repayment program that's structured to pay not only their graduate indebtedness, but also, if appropriate, their undergraduate indebtedness as well. Other barriers that we have heard include the difficulty in getting funding for research, the slow progress in climbing the academic ladder at their institutions, a lack of mentors at 
crucial points in their academic career that they could turn to for wisdom and uh, counsel. And generally speaking, just too few role models uh, that they can point to at their own institution or when visiting other institutions. You've heard about the importance of mentors to young minority investigators. In your opinion, how important are mentors to their development? I think that mentorship is essential for someone to be successful as a academic investigator, and I believe mentoring is very essential. And having a mentor outside of uh, their own institution is usually beneficial for survival because that person can help them with grants and review grants for them and then advise them on aspects of their grants and, and may actually help to be a collaborator in future grants. So mentorship is, is essential, and that's what this workshop is trying to help promote. Dr. Young, how do you feel the work of the Office of Minority Health Research Coordination at the NIDDK, how important is that to the advancement of minority investigator participation and getting young minority investigators involved? I think the work of the Office of Minority Health is essential for helping junior faculty members survive and get grants and funding so that they can actually develop their own research programs and advance through their academic uh, situation. I am currently funded through a grant through NIDDK through the Office of Minority Health and, and it was sort of essential in allowing me to move forward at my own institution. So I think that the work that they do is tremendous. I think that funding needs to be there for health disparities. Health disparities probably contribute to over a trillion dollars worth of costs in our own healthcare system in terms of people who go on to have in-stage renal disease or people who actually die because of health disparities and lack of access to care. So um, health disparities are important, and the Office of Minority Health actually has a mission to, to try to make sure that research is done in, in that area, and I think it's just essential for us as a, as a society. Beyond a mentor, how about collaboration between the young investigators themselves? Do they have their own sort of informal network on, say, Facebook or some other social media that's out there now to help encourage and mentor each other? With the network, yes, we have time for them to network with each other. But outside that, I don't think there's anything formal, any yeah, organized no. minority Facebook. There's no Facebook or Twitter, but we do do two things. One, we give the opportunity to give two or three short scientific presentations for people, and the way we do it is we ask people to send us their work, and we select two or three of those for presentation. That allows the junior faculty member to have the experience of presenting in a national meeting. It not only enhances the CV, but also provides that experience. And in addition, we do have a poster session. And in that poster session, again, because it's a smaller group, you're able to see all the posters at the same time. And so you're able to identify people that have your same research interests. Because remember, an IDDK is quite large. It includes digestive diseases, nephrology, diabetes, obesity, hematology. So you're able then to identify people that have your same research interests and then try to work with them. So Dr. Agadoa, were there any new program announcements as it relates to the work your center does uh, to help outreach and foster uh, minority participation? 
Yeah, we uh, recently released a program announcement uh, targeted to the young minority population. It, it's uh, small grants to promote uh, diversity um, in NIDDK mission areas, uh, encouraging the particularly these young minority investigators to come and get small grants for data generation that will ultimately lead to them getting adequate data for uh, for ROMs. And how uh, successful has that program uh, we, been? We got our first set of applications, and there was quite brisk. I think we have about 40 applications in-house now uh, ready to be reviewed. I noticed on the draft agenda for the upcoming workshop in April, it includes a presentation on the role of scientific societies in research and patient care, and obviously ASN falls into that category. So I'm curious to hear how important is it for ASN to support these efforts and secondly, how can the ASN support the goals of the Office for Minority Health Research Coordination? I think on the larger scale for ASN, I have one uh, suggestion. The ASN should have a diversity task force, and some of the things that these individuals, uh, this particular committee or task force could do is recruiting members from racial and ethnic minority and disadvantaged communities. Second one is I would suggest targeting underrepresented minorities in training and provide scholarships for them to attend annual meetings of the ASN. Now, the ASN and the NIDDK can collaborate in funding this program through the conference grant mechanism, and a special scientific program can be developed yearly to support this initiative, especially since it's going to be required for this particular mechanism that NIDDK could use in collaboration with ASN to fund this. And the third one would be identifying at-risk, uh, underrepresented junior investigators in academic institutions and developing a mentoring program to facilitate their academic progress. And this, again, can be done in collaboration with the NAMRI, the Network of Minority Research Investigators. Fourth one would be inviting role models of underrepresented minorities to be keynote speakers at the annual meeting of the ASN. And, and I think that will also encourage them to stay in academia, the, these young investigators. And next one, I think uh, highlighting scientific advances in health disparities research at the annual meeting will also be very, very useful in promoting these efforts. Finally, I think collaborating with industry, uh, that is ASN collaborating with industry, to establish a health disparities research fund to promote clinical research to reduce kidney and related diseases disparities, especially in minority and underserved populations. So this task force, I think it will be a practical and, and useful for the ASN to develop and will help promote some of these efforts that we are trying to implement. Well, those are six terrific suggestions, and I've, I've written every one of them down, so I'll make sure they're, they're passed along, and the thousands of people that listen to these podcasts will, will hear it directly from you. Thank you for those suggestions. What do you hope to accomplish on April 23rd at the end of the conference? What do you hope to see have happened? I would like to see energized group of young investigators who are gung-ho and going forward to continue the work on health disparities. And Dr. Rojas? Our long-term goal is to make sure that we keep them motivated, that we keep them in academic institutions, and that they're successful and, and happy.
Well, thank you for being with us here. We very much appreciated hearing your views and say one last word on any kind of message you want to get out there to the ASN membership or anyone else for that matter who's listening uh, to the podcast. Well, a point I want to emphasize in closing is that NIDDK seeks to work closely with professional societies to increase recruitment of underrepresented minority investigators into this network. And we also encourage societies to establish diversity programs on, on their own. And uh, I would just say that by working with organizations such as American Society of Nephrology that really shares our, our, our mutual goal, I think we can go a long way in reducing disparities in the recruitment of minority investigators in biomedical research and encouraging the involvement of minorities in clinical trials and minority patients' access to uh, quality uh, health care. And there's just one final point I would make is that for more information about the network of minority research investigators, uh, I would encourage your listeners to visit our URL nmri.nidk.nih.gov. ASN Kidney News is a publication of the American Society of Nephrology. The ideas and opinions expressed by participants in ASN Kidney News podcasts are their own and do not necessarily reflect the positions of the society. To lead the fight against kidney disease, ASN helps its 11,000 members provide high-quality care to patients, conduct cutting-edge research, and educate the next generations of kidney care professionals. To learn more about ASN or Kidney News, please visit the Society's website at asn-online.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.